Welcome to the Everyday Chant Srimad Bhagavatam class today. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Manidhar Das Prabhu. Manidhar Das Prabhuji is going to enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 5, Chapter 10, Verse 4. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, kindly take over the call whenever you are ready. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mataji Dhanvapinam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Um, so I've been given this service of glorifying Srimad Bhagavatam, um, although I feel um, I'm not eligible for this, um, but I will take the blessing of all you great uh, Vaishnavas and my Guru Maharaj, and uh, we'll discuss uh, this verse we have, I have been given. Um, so, I have a actually hard stuff, like around like 8 or 5 uh, due to the meeting is there. Um, so, I will try to cover as much as possible. Hare Krishna. Om Adhyanatam Rindasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuram Netam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yata Padakamalam Shri Guru Nashnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sadhana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadvitam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitam Scha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Deen Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Atta Kanchan Gaurangi, Adi Vrinda Vanishwari, Vishmano Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kirta Sindhu Bhai Vacha Pritanam Pavane Bhyo Vishnavikyo Namo Namaha. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gurakara Shiva Sarigod Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. So we are reading from Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter uh, Canto 5, chapter 12, uh, verse number 4. Um, <coughs> so uh, previously, um, I mean, this uh, this chapter is about conversation between Maharaj Raugan and Jal Bharat Maharaj. It's a beautiful chapter, and uh, so from what I can see, is uh, Maharaj Raugan um, he still has some doubt about uh, his enlightenment. So, and then in this chapter, he is asking the Brahmana, the Jal Bharat Maharaj, to repeat his, uh, the Jadbharat actually, uh, in this slide, to repeat his uh, instructions and uh, and clarify further. So, <clears throat> previously the three verses have been covered. Um, so, we'll take the, the next one. Is, uh, 
दृश्यमानम बीइंग क्लियरली सीन क्रियाफलम द रिजल्ट्स ऑफ मूविंग द बॉडी हियर एंड देयर सच एज फीलिंग फैटिग सत एग्जिस्टिंग व्यवहार मूलम व्हिच हूज बेसिस इज एटिकेट अलोन नॉट ही सर्टेनली अनजस ऑन द होल और इन फैक्ट तत्व विमर्शनाय फॉर अंडरस्टैंडिंग द ट्रुथ by consultation bhavan your good self amusmin in that explanation brahmate is bewildered manaha mind me my translation o master of yogic power you said that fatigue resulting from moving the body here and there is appreciated by direct perception but actually there is no fatigue it simply exists as a matter of formality by such inquiries and answers no one can come to the conclusion of the absolute truth because of your presentation of this mind sorry because of your presentation of this statement my mind is little disturbed purport given by is bhaktivedan samishila prabhupa jai shila prabhupa formal inquiries and answers about the bodily conception do not constitute knowledge of the absolute truth knowledge of the absolute truth is quite different from the formal understanding of the bodily pains and pleasures in bhagavad gita lord krishna informs arjuna that the pains and the pleasures experienced in relation to the body are temporary they come and go one should not be disturbed by them but should tolerate them and continue with the spiritual realization it's a, a short uh, purport and uh, i mean so what i can see um <clears throat> king raugan is asking the questions here and those questions will be answered in the next verse by jarvarat so here raugan i think is uh, saying like earlier oh master or yogic power yogeshwara earlier you said in one of the statement which basically says if someone is interested only in inquiring about the bodily conception then that will not help him by such inquiring as such because no one can come to the conclusion of a truth by by these inquiries so that's uh, prabhupada also explained that in the purport as well um so prabhupada is saying as long as uh, you remain on the bodily level it does not 
constitute the knowledge of absolute truth and the knowledge of the absolute truth is quite different from the formal understanding of the bodily pains and pleasures and uh, that's why bhagwan krishna in bhagavad gita asking uh, uh, like you know to keep aside any difficulty arjuna is having uh, related to the body so that's why krishna bhagwan says first tolerate if you want to inquire about the body um you will not be able to understand so you need to you, you first need to uh, tolerate pains and pleasures experienced in relation to the body are temporary they come and go so this was basically discussed uh, by lord krishna in bhagavad gita 2.14 you have heard this verse beautiful matra sparshastu konteya sitoshna sukhadukara agam paino nitya stanta tikshva bharata so translation i will read o son of kunti the non permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons they arise from sense perception o sign of bharata one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed so <clears throat> that, that is uh, the bhagavad gita verse actually propaji is referring in the purport um so in in the proper discharge of a duty um one has to tolerate the non permanent appearance and disappearance of the happiness and distress because they come and go so here in this in this verse rahugana maharaj he was actually talking some like you know thing that doesn't make any sense so i mean from the spiritual point of view and uh, jadbharat will now give him the answers um but here jadbharat was trying to explain about the the bodily concept of the life you know and uh, and then uh, the special life in the previous chapter but rahugana could not understand it and then rahugana is saying well jadbharat you said when the body becomes fatigue due to some activity kriya phalam means like you know kriya means uh, activity so the activity you are doing so what was the activity the jadbharat at that time he was carrying the palanquin so that was the activity and what was the result of that activity the fatigue so the people who were carrying the palanquin they were fatigued so kriya phalam sad vyavahar moolam so raugan said well i cannot understand your answers you said i mean jarbarat told raugan maharaj actually my body becomes fatigued but my soul is not fatigued so raugan said i can understand um because when the body becomes fatigue of course the soul has to experience it and then the soul will suffer that because of the fatigue so that's the explanation from raugana and uh, 
So Raghavan was uh, thinking like a rationalist, and I mean almost like that. And then he was saying it simple that if if the body becomes fatigued, then that fatigue I will experience, and so that fatigue I experience. Um, I will experience that, and and because the body is dead, and the mind is also dead, and the intelligence is also dead, so who is actually experiencing that fatigue? So, his point is that is the soul. So Raghunath is saying the soul is experiencing the fatigue. So that's his explanation. But actually, um, so the the only living thing in this subtle body is soul. So soul. is experiencing that fatigue according to rahugana so if the soul experiences that fatigue the body undergoes and so the soul will suffer it it suffers then um but jagmarat bharaj he made another point and he said no the soul um will not experience fatigue okay because he said um as a pure um Spirit soul, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I mean, we can see in Bhagavad Gita chapter two also, like there are so many times Krishna says about the soul. You know, it's not at the <coughs> material level. So, because uh, Raghunath uh, is disturbed right now, and uh, he says, like you know, I'm bewildered, and I want to get a clear answer from you, um, because uh, uh, as in this verse, we called. um jarbarat as a yogeshwara because he said you are the master of mystics and uh, he realized that uh, actually jarbarat is very advanced devotee and uh, and then he saying that well i want my mind which is a little disturbed and uh, so please um clarify my doubts um so There is a word here, Brahmate Manome, which is basically, you know, Brahmate Manome means like uh, uh, his mind is he is bewildered actually. Yeah, mind is bewildered. So also Raghuna Raghuna also said, well, this is one question or contradiction in my mind. he has another con- confusion in his mind he said uh, when you are discussing all these things about body and the soul and the fatigue and this and that and everything it doesn't help us to understand the reality okay why is that because um because he's saying that no one can come to the conclusion uh, of the actually truth just by understanding body soul and all these things so so he said um i used to think i mean raghuna is saying i used to think that i heard from the great learned scholars and philosophers that and all the people like body about the body and soul and and we will come to the conclusion of some absolute truth so but he saying to jadbara that you said this is all useless and if this is all useless then why are you instructing me about the body and soul and all these things so raghuna so raghuna says i'm completely confused because of all these things so i want the answers and uh, jadbharat will give answer 
to two of the questions that Ravguna is really disturbed about. So one question is, if the body is fatigued, the soul should experience the fatigue and suffer. But Jadavarat said, uh, this is not the case, and the soul has nothing to do with the fatigue. That is confusing. And the second question is, he asked, I understand from the scholars about the soul and the body and all the suffering, and but according to you, this is not uh, sufficient to actually um, come to the conclusion of the absolute truth. So, how do I come to the conclusion of the absolute truth? So, these are the questions here, and then uh, Jadvarat will answer these questions. And if you really look, look at these verses, like these are both very good questions, and uh, um, from from the although they are very flimsy and useless question, I mean, as far as like he's asking to Jadbarat, but from the point of view of ours, these are very good question and, uh, you know, but generally people get bored and they ask, okay, when this class will be over and then when will I have prasadam and uh, when will I start my work and everything. So um, these are the question asked by the Rahugana. And uh, it is, it is, it is also presumed that Rauguna is, uh, is accepting, at least he is accepting the existence of the soul. So that is, that is also one thing, because he is saying that a soul is suffering in the body, and because <clears throat> of the consequences of um, the body suffering, um, because this is said in the scripture, and uh, in the scripture it is said, uh, there are many things like uh, uh, like um, hunger, thirst, old age, um, disease, and attachment and bewilderment. So these these six things are created to actually give the suffering to the soul. So now, if our if, if the, due to the hunger, our body feels that and. If the thirst is also there, then body feels that same as same as with the old age and uh, and the disease. But this attachment and bewilderment, this is to with a body like which is a subtle body. So the hunger, thirst, old age, and disease, these are um, you know giving these are related to the body and the attachment and the bewilderment. They are. To the mind, which is uh, the subtle body. So, so why why these are created? So that so that the soul will experience, um, and uh, everything is uh, happening to the body. The soul is also experiencing it. But if you are saying that uh, nobody experiences the hunger and the thirst, then that's wrong because we, we are the experiencer. Uh, I mean, if, if we say that uh, um, everything is bad, I mean, that's what the Sankhya philosophy is, right? I mean, Sankhya philosophy says everything in this material world is bad except uh, one thing that is soul. But the Thishtik Sankhya says there is another thing living that is a super soul. Otherwise, everything else is dead. So that's why um, the Sankhya tries to uh, distinguish 
between the the sat and asat um so what is uh, sat and asat means like sat means like living and asat is non living so as you have learned in bhagavad gita there are like uh, 24 elements um are there so not to go into too much too much details but uh, like those elements are like you know five gross elements are there like earth water air uh, fire air and ether and uh, and the earth is the one actually um, the beauty is the earth is the first one because it it is at least a subtle it, it is the least subtle element because we can touch we can smell and we can feel it and then and so on like you know water is the secondly subtle then the then the fire is the thirdly subtle and the air and then the ether right so these are the five elements then we have the five knowledge acquiring senses that we all know like eyes um nose ear mouth and skin and they you know they do their activities like we have the five subtle elements of that which is uh, eyes uh, uh we we do the seeing with that eyes and uh, the nose we have the smell the sound uh ears here and then the taste and the touch is there then we have the five working senses like uh, you know hands legs mouth rectum and genitals and then we have the we have this uh, like you know four uh, invisible like you know mind intelligence ego and then our consciousness which is our our soul so these uh, out of these 24 like uh, like 23 are dead uh, non living and one element there is uh, um, that is uh, sub that means uh, you know living element so so you can say sat or asat or maybe you can say chetan or achetan also <laughs> like we have another word for that everything is uh, achetan and the chetana is just the soul so that that's the whole point and uh, now what are the answer of this uh, we we can hear the answers in the next verses um um like you know when jarvat uh, speaks and those are very important and uh, but according to uh, i mean scripture so how can i saying um you said the fatigue resulting from the moving the body here and there is appreciated by direct perception but actually there is no fatigue so i mean that's i'm reading from translation so jadbara please jadbara is accepting the fact yes if if my body becomes fatigue by carrying the pelvic pain then who is receiving that fatigue i mean perception means who is feeling that fatigue um i mean now that, that's not the mind and mind does not perceive that that is the soul so soul is perceiving now jadbharat is accepting that fact but jadbharat is using that fact as a direct perception so word we have in this uh, verse we have the word here drishyamanam which means like being clearly seen and which is like uh, direct perception and that's what uh, krishna also says in bhagavad gita um, we have the raj vidya raj priyam pavitram idam uttamam pratyaksha 
प्रत्यक्ष आवगमम धर्मयम सुसुखम कर्तव्यम सो हियर आल्सो कृष्ण सेज लाइक इट इज अ प्योरेस्ट नॉलेज एंड बिकॉज इट गिव्स डायरेक्ट परसेप्शन ऑफ द सेल्फ बाय रियलाइजेशन so <clears throat> that means is uh, um the, when someone executes the devotional service i mean it is so perfect that one can perceive the results directly right so direct results are actually perceived and we we have a practical experience like you know when a person is chanting the holy name of krishna like we are chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so in the in the chanting process without offenses um one feels some like transcendental pleasure and and he very quickly become purified of all this material contamination so that's the direct uh, um you know like a result basically as krishna says and this is actually seen and uh, further like you know if someone engages his sense uh, not only in just hearing but also um, trying to broadcast this message of the you know devotions activities as well or if he engages himself uh, in the help of uh, missionary activities uh, of krishna consciousness and just like you know we are all coming to this call and we are engaging ourselves and we are uh, engaging others also to hear krishna katha and uh, doing the devotion service so that person will gradually feel spiritual progress and uh, and this kind of advancement in the spiritual life actually it does not it doesn't depend on the uh, previous education or any kind of qualification um so because this method is very pure and given by shila prabhupada so so one should be engaged in this uh, process um and uh, um you know so speaking of the direct perception um so to explain further about the direct perception used in this verse one of the <clears throat> philosophers said like you know um dreams are the only thing in this world or in this entire universe which are exclusive to that person and that is dreams are your real treasure and because only you can experience your dreams no one else can experience your dreams and the dreams are reserved for you and they are only made for you so nobody can steal your dreams nobody can experience your dreams and it is your own secret chamber or which is a dream so so that's uh, we can think of it as you know uh who is and who is experiencing those dreams like you i mean as a soul right but the hunger and the thirst and you know fatigue all these things who is experiencing that that also you like you are experiencing and no one else can experience your hunger and thirst i mean let's say if i ask you like how hungry and thirsty you are you can explain it to me in the words but how much hungry you are how much thirsty you are i can never experience that right that is called direct perception and prabhupada uses this word direct perception 
and uh, so there is a difference between the perception and the direct perception so perception means let's say Prabhupada says like you know one of the example like you are seeing a mountain okay so synonym of seeing is perceiving so I'm I'm perceiving that mountain but that mountain can be perceived by others as well right like you have a friend or neighbor or somebody they are also seeing that mountain so that's the perceiving that okay but the direct perception means only you can perceive nobody else can right so that is why Jarbharat is saying here Ravgana you are right this is a fatigue my body is experiencing and I'm directly perceiving that and I'm not I'm not arguing about that but what I'm arguing is that Jarbharat says I experience the fatigue but I don't have anything I don't have to do anything with this fatigue I'm not disturbed by that fatigue that is the whole point uh, Jarbharat is trying to say like we will like for example we will experience it like for example if my body feels hunger and I will experience it my body will experience that and so another thing is let's say a devotee uh, will also feel hungry and the non-devotee also feel hungry but what is the difference between them so the difference is a non-devotee will become disturbed by that and he will not be able to function properly right and he will be just like you know searching for the food and he's running here and there okay you know I'm feeling very hungry but another case the devotee will not be disturbed devotee knows that this hunger is a function of this body and I'm experiencing experiencing this hunger and this body is just like a machine and the body is telling uh, I mean is feeling hungry and uh, so I must give mm-hmm. it a food and the hunger will go down right so that's the difference between the devotee and the non-devotee how they feel uh, in some situation if I if I don't get food it's not a problem I will tolerate it because I am a spirit soul and my function as a devotee is to glorify the Supreme Lord and uh, serve the Lord right and I will continue uh, doing my activities so so what Jarbharat is speaking about here is he's not arguing about this direct perception but he is arguing about the disturbance due to the fatigue or we can say bewilderment due to that fatigue or suffering due to that fatigue right so he's not uh, he's not um, bewildered by this fatigue so so as a as a selfless soul a devotee does not suffer due to the fatigue or hunger or thirst he does not suffer but um, for the what is the real suffering for the self-realized soul the only suffering would be for the self-realized soul would be the forgetfulness of Lord like if we are going away and we are forgetting the Lord that is the only suffering a devotee may have like you know because from this hunger thirst and everything these are all uh, part of our life and it's because we will experience it and we can't do anything about it and uh, we'll, we'll just have to continue with that so 
<clears throat> so if you want to understand like you know let's say there is another example a devotee has a car and the non devotee has a car so somebody let's say hits the car and the non devotee will become like, you know well disturbed and he say okay i just bought a car it's my new car and there is a there is a you know, scratch or you know all these things and it was a you know new car he will get disturbed but for a devotee if somebody hits the car it will just be you know okay fine accident happens and you know i i know i have a new car but there is some problem but i have insurance and it will take care of it right and even if i don't have experience no problem things happen but we, we cannot reverse it so there is no point of lamenting about it and you just go on so he is not devotee is not disturbed about that right that's the whole point and uh, so in the in the next verse jab bharat will be answering uh, about that and uh, parpadansa says um um you know when krishna says in bhagavad gita about the uh, uh, toleration like you know the here the toleration is uh, like uh, the conception of the tapasya like you know the which means uh, uh tapasya means like if i am feeling hungry or fatigue i must tolerate it right and uh, scriptures um are also recommending tolerating because by tolerating the hunger thirst fatigue will understand why we are tolerating all, all of them because uh, um because gradually it will bring us to the um, self realization it will bring us to the realization point that uh, um i'm not this body and and the soul and i don't have to do anything uh, with this uh, activities so um so when we when we start uh, like you know initially like you know start with a toleration but then slowly uh, when we advance in the bhakti uh, then we are not disturbed right but in the other case if you see any materialist uh, they get bewildered and you know why i'm not getting food i'm tired and everything uh, all these uh, questions you will have that was the first thing uh, the first question and the second question was the raguna asked by like you know he is asking as per the translation by such inquiries and answers no one can come to the conclusion of absolute truth so <clears throat> so because um so because you know saying that raguna is saying i have seen many philosophers discussing about the body and soul and all these things then um then jadmarat maharaj will you know he will ultimately answer the raguna he goes on um because uh, you know as i said like there are two types of uh, sankhya philosophy like you know the theistic and the uh, other one is atheistic and theistic uh, sankhya is a bhagavatam actually uh, bhagavatam sankhya and because where there is a god and uh, atheistic sankhya is only um for the body and the spirit so uh, so people will never uh, come to the conclusion and 
they will not know like you know to serve god to serve krishna so how how can you just come to the conclusion like you know if uh, there is no god uh, as per the atheistic sankhya so that's why jarbarat says um like you know these kind of uh, discussions are not useless i mean they are required um, because we, we should discuss about the body and soul but his point is if they are useful as far as there is also a discussion of the god otherwise it's uh, useless um so i know that you you have heard from the uh, scholars and everything about the body soul but you have to um as far as the god is there then they are useful this kind of discussion so so basically purupad has also like you know um, like if you if you read this verse um properly then you will understand it but you know generally if we just read the translation of the words then we don't come to the conclusion we just come to the like mayavadi conclusion only like because uh, we, we don't understand the depth of what uh, bhagwan is trying to say you know in this verse so that's why prabhupada ji has made it very easy for us um to understand these verses and uh, otherwise we'll come to some some different conclu- uh, different uh, conclusion um and uh, like um so just like you know uh similarly uh i mean because because the mayavadi understanding is something different they 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 will say okay the body is experiencing the fatigue um and the soul doesn't experience it and so conclusion is there is no soul and they will just say okay uh, it is all just nirakara uh, brahma and uh, which nirakara brahma it doesn't experience the fatigue and they will just come to the conclusion that okay fatigue is just the illusion right so we should properly read the translation and these uh, um purports uh, given by propaji um here um so that's what i was trying to mention in this verse um other point is uh, like uh, speaking of the illusion um illusion is that like that you are becoming disturbed because um because of the body being fatigued so that's the illusion because um we are attached to the body then right and uh, there is a uh there is a beautiful verse of bhagavatam i came across uh, from canto 2 9 chapter 34 it's a uh, krishna it says rite ratham yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani तद विद्यात आत्मनो मयम मायम यथा भासो यथा तमः सो इन दिस वर्ड इट इज सेड व्हाटएवर अपीयर्स टू बी ऑफ एनी वैल्यू इफ इट इज विदाउट रिलेशन टू मी हैज नो रियलिटी एंड इट नो इट एज ए माय इल्यूजरी एनर्जी एंड दैट रिफ्लेक्शन अपीयर्स टू बी इन डार्कनेस सो दैट वाज अ ट्रांसलेशन so basically it means like you know whenever there is a forgetfulness of the our prime relation with the god and whenever things are accepted as real and 
and we don't relate it to the god then that conception is uh, the illusion illusory energy of the lord and because nothing can exist without the lord and we should know that the illusory energy is also the energy of the lord right basically which is uh, the you know the yog maya uh, the like you know energy and uh, if there is a wrong conception like you know, we are detaching ourselves from the lord then that is the mahamaya basically um so not going into too much detail of that um so so if you if you feel fatigue then jadbharat is saying the body is feeling fatigue and the soul is experiencing fatigue but as for the non devotee he is giving value to the fatigue and uh, he is giving much importance to the fatigue and he, he will keep on saying that okay oh my god like i'm tired i worked so much and uh, they make me work so much and he is stressed out etc so he is giving so much importance to this uh, hunger thirst and fatigue but jad bharat maharaj is not jad bharat is not giving importance to the fatigue and because uh, uh, in his mind uh, importance is god conscious that's the whole point uh, jad bharat is uh, trying to uh, raise and uh, there is there is another point here is uh, the kuchhi kritam and which is uh, uh, used by prabhupada ji uh, several times in the example like you know prabhupada ji says like kuchhi uh, kritam like let's say you go on a flight or a plane and when it goes very high you see the buildings from the height they they are like you know match boxes and you can't even see the people uh, from that height and uh, so when you were on the ground those buildings were skyscrapers and you were giving them so much important yeah the building is beautiful this is so high and everything because people go and see the buildings right the big buildings so they give the importance but when you are on the plane you will say this is nonsense these buildings are like tuchu tuchu means like uh, insignificant and on the ground they are significant so similarly prabhu say like you know when you are on the bodily concept of the life these hunger you know and fatigue and that thirst they become significant because because uh, the consciousness is low and when we are on the ground but when you are on the high when you are in the consciousness the in connection with the god then these these uh, um thirst and the fatigue they become insignificant and uh, and probably also like for the says basically you know he says that is the test of the advancement in the spirituality and which which means like you will you will conquer sleep um uh so by conquering means like you will not be disturbed by that you will be you will still be eating okay you will still be taking rest and everything but um, those will be insignificant like prabhu ji did all these activities but for him those uh, you know fatigue and everything was insignificant to him and uh, these things are very significant for the non devotees because their whole life revolves around the four things which are called like you know sleeping eating mating and defending right but for the devotees it is uh, insignificant so um so more most significant so that's what uh, um uh, ultimately jadavarat is uh, 
uh, raging here and uh, he is saying that there is no there is no fatigue for the soul and he is saying um, okay now <clears throat> I think I have covered pretty much all the points I want to discuss um, uh, from this point we discuss about the questions asked by the Raudana and the answers given by the Jarbarat Maharaj here and uh, like you know several other like you know concepts like by Prabhupada examples like Puchikritam also so so the point I want to make here is finally like you know we should uh, we should take the like you know understand these verses properly when we read uh, the uh, Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita and you know and not just the translation because uh, uh, we misinterpret if we just read that uh, you know because we are not that scholar we we don't know the Sanskrit well we don't know their uh, meanings also and, and this is the science I mean that's why our acharyas they were able to understand it and they were able to give us very good commentaries to us and uh, and basically I would say they have done very good homework I mean and uh, so we should read the purport uh, and uh, otherwise uh, one can basically add into some speculation and he will come into some wrong conclusion also um, and that's why we should hear uh, uh, from the parampara uh, and remain in the parampara and that's very easy uh, that's all I want to say uh, from this verse um, we can discuss any question any comments Hare Krishna Prabhu, you give a very nectarian class. Your um, answer to the questions which were asked by in this verse, you explain very thoroughly. And I really appreciate your narrative lecture this morning. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna, thank you Prabhuji. So the next two, uh, uh, you know, when Jaraparat Maharaj says, like, you know, those next verses are very important. We, we should hear. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much, Prabhu, and thank you for joining the Bhagavatam Shindu Bhagavatam class every day. Hare Krishna, Manisha Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Manisha All glories to Shila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Prabhuji, very nectarian class. I joined late, but whatever I heard uh, was full of nectar. Uh, you were explaining that <clears throat> when we are on the plane and we look down on all the buildings which are skyscrapers if we see from the earth, you know, but they become insignificant when we are up there in the plane. That is so true. So similarly, mm. when we have higher consciousness, Krishna consciousness, then materialistic things don't stay that important in our life as you were saying that ahar nitra bhai maithun you know these are mm -hmm. the uh, animal propensities but when we rise ourselves to higher planet then these even though they will still be there but they will not bother us that much that was very nice realization thank you so much for sharing after all, Mataji, everything is uh, explained by Srila Prabhupada and uh, Srila devotees like you. All I'm just uh, doing is repeating. Uh, so, 
just need to have the word mercy. That's your humbleness, Prabhuji. Very nice. All glories to Shilapalpa. Hare Krishna. Um, Hare Krishna. Mataji, actually, I have a meeting uh, which I have to go to right yes, now. Yes, Prabhuji. Um, Thank, thank you, Mandar Prabhu, Nanavatran, Very nice class, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. Being so much busy, you accepted a request and gave a nice class. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Jai. Rupini, 